Brandon Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you turning, uh, tuning in here this morning on MLK Day. Uh, appreciate the fact that uh, for those of you who have the day off, that you're willing to spend a couple of it uh, hours with us. We will talk to those of you who are uh, working away here today, as we will too for the next couple of hours if we call it that. Anyways, BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start at the bottom of the hour. Scott Dockerman back from vacation. We will look back at yesterday's win over Maryland. This is apparently the week that we will hear from the football program. We'll hear if Doc is uh, on the same page with that. Uh, he'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, at 12.15 or thereabouts, we'll take a look at the Chiefs with our friend Nick Athen, uh, primetimesportstalk.com for Nick. He owns that site. Uh, doing very well, so happy for him that uh, that he's having that success. And then Nick Oson on Iowa State. Yes, they didn't. Uh, their, their winning streak is no longer intact. But boy, oh boy, that was a fun game uh, in uh, Lawrence over the weekend. And ready or not, here comes Texas and Tyrese Hunter tomorrow in front of a sold out crowd. ESPN Plus again uh, has the Cyclones game. How are you, brother? Pretty good. Yeah, long weekend with the in-laws all in town. Had a good time. Was able to... Uh, your nose is growing. No, no, we did. <laughs> you really a... did? Yes, absolutely. Able to sneak away uh, Saturday, watch the second half of the Iowa State game at my local pub. So that was nice to do. No, give him give a plug. What is your local pub? The Valley Pub. The Valley... Over... Oh, is that in Valley Junction? It's not. It's E.P. True Yeah. and Mill Civic, like that intersection, that okay. area, that yeah. little strip mall there. Yeah. Yeah, just right around the corner from my house. Literally, right around the corner from my house. And yeah, it's my uh, little, and it's just a little end. Do they have the Stella on tap? No Stella on tap. They have Coors Light. Yeah, that's the only domestic, the and that's the domestic that I drink. So well, that works for you. Makes Good. it a little bit better. But they had the Iowa State game on the television because I was watching the first half. You know, I had cousins, you know, nephews, phone. and nieces yeah. run around. And yeah, it was a little crazy. So I'm just watching the game on on my phone. And at halftime, Terrace, take Dad out. He wants to have a beer. So we went there, had a couple of drinks, and <laughs> okay, was able to watch twist the second, my arm. Exactly, I watched the second half of the game, which I was not anticipating that they'd have it on. So that was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and being able to actually watch it on a television. <laughs> what a, Those were the days. Yeah, Trent. I know. You remember back in the day oh, when we used to watch man, sporting so events on ago. televisions? Seems so long ago. <laughs> well, we'll watch one tonight. Monday Night Football. Mister Monday Night will be here. It's, it's a Chamber of Commerce day as far as weather for this game mm-hmm. tonight. No wind, no rain. Temperatures in the sixties. Uh, maybe upper 50s at some point during the game, but Wild Card Weekend, which has been uh, incredibly entertaining. It really has. Um, not profitable by any means for a lot of us out there, but for some of you, I hope it was. But unbelievable entertainment. But let's start with the basketball before we go forward. Mm-hmm. I thought that Caleb Grill, at the very end, forgot where he was. Yeah. Because you're not getting that call. <laughs> right. As you go up and, and try and, sh- and hit the game winner, and God knows, I'm guessing that if you didn't grow up a Kansas fan, he made that shot in his driveway a gazillion times, right? To beat Kansas at the buzzer, and he had an opportunity to do so. But you're not going to get fouled. And it looked out, at least that looks to me, he, that he went up kind of disjointed, um, looking for contact that didn't come the shot was close but look him and him and robert jones they were just bad offensively and 
Um, combined two for 16 for both of those two guys. Kalsha was Kalsha. Osuni was unbelievable in that game. I thought that that was his best game as a Cyclone on the mm-hmm. biggest stage that they'd played on so far this year. And, and the uh, foul trouble they was in, fouling out when he did. Uh, Oshun, man, oh man, if, they, if he um, you know, would have been able to stay in the game, you just wonder. But you know what? Second straight year, Down right the at the buzzer. Yeah. They got a chance. Well, that says a lot about Iowa State. I, I think this, this can increase now our, our conversation. of Last week, we're just dipping our toe in, dreaming what could be, right? Can this team contend for a regular season crown? Mm-hmm. Looks like it. You go to Kansas and you play like that, you absolutely can't right. compete at the highest level of your league. Now, that means probably going at minimum, what, 15-5? and five? But Yeah, boy, if they're going to compete for the You play like it, that yeah. and you serve, serve court at home, yeah. boom, run through yeah. that. Yeah, And then you look at the rest of the road games, and can you find four more road victories mm. on there? It's a real possibility. I think they're going to have to find a couple more than that because I, there's going to be a couple of losses, I think, coming up at Hilton. I, well, do, I don't think that they get through one skate. The league's too tough. There's too much parity. But that's in order to do it, to win a regular right, season crowd right, and play yeah. Chase and Kansas. But most importantly, it's about playing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that opportunity yeah. to be a top-four seed and be a protected team at home. Kansas will probably be in a different bracket, but remember, they can still play here mm-hmm. also. They can. But those are the two teams. Oh, that ticket price. Oh, boy. Oh We've my. seen Kansas here before. Yeah. And that year where we had— Are you home? I know you're gone the beginning of the week. Are you home for the Thursday, Friday? I will be, yes. I get back. We get back sometime on Wednesday. So nice. We'll be... So are we a Friday, Saturday? I mean, a Thursday, Saturday? Thursday, or... Saturday. Thursday, yes. Saturday. Gotcha. Yeah. So we'll we'll be part of—in fact, might be the opening game, right? Might be could be right here at Des Moines, the, the first tip-off. Very well could be here. You know who so has cool. a suite, don't you? And mm-hmm. I'm guessing that there'll be an opportunity for at least one of us Who's to that? partake. Circa and oh. Wild Rose have split a suite. Oh, nice. I'm not saying that I'm not politicking for Sure, her, absolutely. For, but Palm's going to be here, and I mean, uh-huh. I don't know. It just would make some sense. So there's. So I was going to say, if you're not getting back, you might try and get back. Uh-huh. No, we're getting back Wednesday, so good. I'll be good to go, ready and rare, and we'll see you. I don't know. And I got to think those planes are going to be full because if we're a yeah. Thursday, yeah. if you're getting here on a Wednesday, oh, that's a good call too. Uh-huh. Yeah, people coming in oh. to town that'll be making their way there, and yeah, if well, we'll be coming back from Orlando, I don't even know what our connection flight is or anything like that, but yeah, maybe picking up a few people, some fans on the way. I would think, yeah, and uh, I'll try to get some shut eye on the way home, and yeah, good luck, rare to go then right after that. Oh, man. I mean, just looking forward to the NCAA tournament and the possibility. Yeah, it's been cool when we had mm-hmm. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, Michigan State. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I remember. By the way, Michigan State, Purdue coming up in two and a half hours. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, absolutely. I didn't know that until I turned on the TV today. Yeah, we got Villanova, Georgetown tipping off right now. Yeah. Got, and of course, it's unreal. Take Great. Georgetown in the first half. There's one for you. <sighs> Boy, they're, they're bad. I mean, how, what's the losing streak against Power 5 team? I mean, it's ridiculous. They have one. A conference game. Georgetown. I mean, think of Georgia, how you and I know Georgetown. Yes. This isn't I don't know, some slappy out, right? No. This is a Rutgers. This is a this, team that's got some history. They have not won a conference game since they won the conference tournament a couple of years back. Hmm. 04 last year, 04 mm-hmm. this year. Last time they won a game in conference was a conference championship that they had no business winning and found a way. Well, it's been a long time since they've done any more winning since then. So Iowa State has a chance uh, without a doubt. You know what? Mm -hmm. I want to bring up Watson because this kid's light. Uh, Demarion Watson, 
Um, his minutes keep going up, and every single one of them has been deserved. He's really starting to catch on to this Big 12 brand of basketball, which is great to see because they all do it. Freshmen I'm referring to uh, do it. Um, you know, there's not uh, usually a cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, after four games, everybody they're all into it. It's Everybody's different, right? Um, he's really coming on. With, without a doubt, he's coming on. Kelsher is playing out of his mind right now. He's on a real heater. He's making all of these shots which is great to see. But you're not going to get a one out of eight of Robert Jones, and you know damn well that, uh, that the Caleb Grill, one of eight, six of which for behind three. Mm-hmm. Trent, he hit that shot in his driveway a gazillion times. You, I, I'll guarantee it was dark outside, and he's getting <laughs> called to come in uh, when he's a little kid, right? And he's taking that last shot to beat Kansas, a team he didn't grow, uh, grew up, not, didn't, didn't particularly care for him, and it just wouldn't fall. Had to look. He had a look, yep. Had a look. Um, but just for whatever reason, just couldn't find it. Well, you know, there, there is a reason. Fog Allen Fieldhouse is a pretty big reason. Those ghosts, they're always there. There they are. They yeah. really are. Have you been to a game there? I have. And is it as, as good as everybody says? Better. Is that right? It's wow. such so, a cool no, regardless of how high your expectations are, you, they will surpass them. I walked in there. It was a Sunday night game. Sunday night game? They were playing Arizona. This would have been 2007 range, okay. something like that, six, seven, something like that. So I went it down for Thanksgiving to visit my dad, who lives mm-hmm. down in Oklahoma. On the way back, uh, stopped and watched Bedlam. That nice. was on that Saturday. Yeah, and then stayed over there. Uh, drove out of town a ways and got back up. And I'm like, What did you pay for a ticket to Bedlam that year? Do you remember? Thirty bucks. That's cheap. Yeah, it was good. I, I was happy with that. Got to be first game ever in Norman. Mm-hmm. And just. Kind of experienced it, you know, walked around a little bit and talked to some people, went to the game and then got on the road afterwards. And then I'm making my way through and I'm like, all right, and kind of had that decision. Do I make it all the way to Des Moines drive through at that time? I think I had like, I don't know, six and a half hours left. Well, I saw Arizona and Kansas were playing. I'm like, well, I'll stop. It was like a five o'clock game, something weird like that. I get into Lawrence. It was like three thirty. Find a spot decently close to the arena. Just walked around to see. Can I scalp? Yeah, I scalped for ten bucks. It was way up there, but you'd think, you know, in November Arizona Kansas game, this has got to be pretty big, right? Really, what? I mean, it was full, but it wasn't kind of the pomp and circumstance around mm-hmm. it. But the environment was so cool. The building, it's just unbelievable. Did you walk around inside the building? Remember when Holly Rowe took us on a tour a yes, couple of years yeah. ago? And there were things in there like, oh, I didn't see that. I wish I yeah, would have checked that yeah, out more. You know, right, those kind of things. Right. But I've been in there. It's been a long time, and definitely need to get back for an mm. Iowa State Kansas game now too. Mm. That, that building's charge up. They know the Cyclones are coming to town. Yeah, it's a good basketball rivalry. It really is. <laughs> it's just become one. Really, and, there's no doubt. And Iowa State has earned, I think, the respect of Kansas. Yeah, fans, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are they competing for national championships? Well, no, no, not yet. I no. mean, love. Kansas we'll program's a different level than uh-huh. Iowa. State, but what they have done, how well they played in Lawrence, and of course the the wins that they've got against them here over the last what decade plus now. Definitely, I think, has earned a respect of a lot of the Kansas fans out there. They're still, of course, the loudmouths. Sure. They're always going to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah, both sides. Right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I watched an old man try and pick a fight with Bill Self. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we saw it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, Iowa, yesterday. It was... Um, it w- there was never a point. Well, let me ask you: Was there a point you thought? I mean, it got close a couple of times. I just thought that Iowa had the game in hand for the most part from the jump. 
Eight nothing run to start the second mm-hmm. half. So the ten point lead, and even at that point, that would have been it. That would have been the one uh, you're thinking, "Oh, get crawl a little bit close to the edge of your seat." And concern never really jumped. No, around. they're just they're just better, right? Yeah. Maryland's the eleventh best team in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and I was the eighth. And they're just at home; they're just better. That's kind of watching it all play mm-hmm. out. No surprise, no surprise. Now the there biggest, were two surprises in the game, though. Tony Perkins, that was one of them. I Where, thought Ulysses was the other. Oh yeah, yeah, he was competent. Yep, right? he, yep. he was doing. He was playing the role that mm-hmm. he was meant to play. Mm-hmm. Not trying to do too much out there. They both defended well, but they were also doing things offensively that we hadn't seen from either of them in three weeks. It's been a while. I mean, since you it's know, been a, it's been a long while. They got a four-game winning streak, and you're starting backcourts playing terribly. Yeah, it says a lot about the team overall That's and true. the other pieces that have stepped up, but. Those two guys, if they're just playing, look, you're not going to get that performance out of Tony Perkins every time, but if he's just not bad, even if he can play, (laughs) his floor is average, and then he can have those games every Uh once in a while, you got a hell of a player there. Same thing with you. Just play your role. Don't Mm -hmm. try to do too much, and you do that. Mm -hmm. We're not asking for the ton here, right? We're we're not asking for the world out of your starting backcourt. Just be okay. And this Iowa team's got so many other weapons, they're going to be good. In a day where Rabracha didn't play well, Mm -hmm. Sanford was good. Foul trouble, though. Boy, there's a lot of fouls in that game, especially early in the basketball game. Just was dragging. It really was. Let him play. So Murray goes to the bench with two fouls. Yeah. And yet they opened up. And you enter your Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept it short and simple. Yeah. And <laughs> Rabracha had the two fouls. And did Connor get a second late in the half, too? Uh, no. Uh, no, somebody else did. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, somebody else did. It might have been half. Connor. I think it was Connor. Goes to the bench, but got a couple minutes mm-hmm. out of Mulvey. DeSante Bowen still doesn't look ready. No, but it looks like he's got the pieces to become a good basketball player. Well, there was there was one play that he just darted through the lane. He looked like he belonged. Right. But then you see him on the other end of the floor and mm-hmm. he's lost defensively. Mm-hmm. Now you can joke, of course, if it fits in well with Iowa if he's lost defensively. Yeah, well, but except for the except for Dix, who looks like he's really starting to figure yeah, this out. Yes. He, he is, isn't he? So you're fifteen, twenty minutes a game now for Josh That's Dixon good. Yeah, I think he's earned it. Now the question becomes when Patrick comes back. First of Which all... Which is Wednesday, by the way. Well, there's been some pushback on that. So well, Why did Gary Dolphin push, put that out in the, in the first place if he wasn't sure? You wonder. And or was he sure? We know the relationship sure? with Dolphin and the McCaffreys has not oh, always been the best. That's a good point. Was it something that wasn't ready for consumption and Dolph just ran with it, not well, that, understanding that, if, this was if, supposed if to be under the, wraps? Good, if, that, if that's the case, that's not good. Right. Or... a. He was, but we wanted to let Patrick announce mm-hmm. it in his way, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, there's oh, that's bad on that's bad on Dolph if that's what happened. So I was listening to the post game when I heard that, and then I did my instant reaction podcast afterwards. So that was was McCaffrey I had. a part of it? I mean, Fran was Fran a part of the? the no, the, he just said, and Patrick McCaffrey will be back on Wednesday, just out of the blue, yeah. unprompted in the post game. Yeah, just talking about coming up next. Got. Northwestern coming mm-hmm. to town and the return. Well, because so, we saw him on the floor before anybody was in Carver getting shots up. Yep. Might have been Caker. One, one of the media members, I think, tweeted a picture. So, yeah, in the post game, Dolph mentioned that Patrick McCaffrey would be back in uniform on Wednesday. Iowa then sent out a release saying no decision has been made oh God, on Dolph. that front. Not a good look again. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when you consider the. Is history the right term between the mm-hmm. the past? Let's put it. We'll call it the past between the. McCaffrey. There's stuff there. There's stuff there. There's yes, stuff there. And mm. yet, once mm. again, mm. 
Is this Dolph not knowing? No, I don't think. I don't think that he wouldn't. Have, no, 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 there's nothing he in my mind about that. No, um, there's nothing in my mind that says that there was uh, an ulterior motive here. Um, anyway, so let's talk football, and let's start with. I don't want to go there. Uh, let's start with Brock Purdy. Okay. Because I don't want to talk about the Chargers just yet. I oh. should feel so bad for their fan base and for the people. They don't have a fan every... base. Well, there's a few of them. JT the Nuts a big fan. Oh, okay. Charger so fan. one guy you know on Twitter. Well, no, there's more than one guy, but I mean. Not many. I, the, this franchise, here we are, we're talking about him. Let's start with Brock Purdy, who I thought for the first time in his NFL career, Looked like he had a little bit of stage fright. Early on, yeah. Early in the game. There he were was throws. missing guys. Yes. He's got Aaron throws. He got lucky a couple of times. I get it. Every NFL quarterback gets lucky during the game. Mm-hmm. That ball wasn't picked. That's yep. true. But I just thought for the first time you're starting to see, okay, there's the rookie that most that we see, you know, 99% of all <laughs> the other rookie quarterbacks look like. And then the second half comes and he just turned it around. I don't know if there was Shanahan calling plays that would get him going, which wouldn't be surprised to me at all because no. he's that good of a coach. But what a difference in Purdy's. We uh, saw early in the game, you could really see the rainfall too. Did it dissipate? It at, did, yes. So is it as simple as that? Yeah, maybe. You know, he's not a big guy, probably not. All kinds of weather are always different. Did he have the right glove? All those different things because you're right. Early on, he looked bad. Mm-hmm. It for wasn't for just, the first time as a pro. Yes. It wasn't just Mr. Cup. He was missing badly on a mm-hmm. couple of throws. So I wondered if the rain maybe is a component that, that led to that or adjusting to whatever it was. Hey, I got, I got to go to a different cleat. I got yep. whatever it may be. I wonder if that played a piece of it because that guy early in the game and Seattle just kept coming and tied at the half. Well, gifted a field goal at the end of it by a boneheaded play. I mean, Ooh. my God. And if you played that parlay, 49ers to win the first half, 49ers overall to win, as oh. I might have. Yeah, that was a stinger to see that and just what what was he doing? I don't know. What, what, I, Quarterback slides, you got to stay away from them. And we have these kind of plays that happen mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. Just those boneheaded plays that yep. happen cost and cost a field goal. And ultimately, the 49ers did 49er things. Had so a, Purdy's numbers, and and we both yeah. thought he was subpar in the first half. Eighteen to thirty, three thirty two, three three touchdowns, no picks. Who is the best quarter playing the best? Quarterback in the NFC right now. In the NFC, which quarterback is playing the best right now? Right now. It's easy. And he, and we saw him to the north of us. It's Danny Dimes. That's my thought exactly. And it's not even... And if you would have told me that... Can we talk about this tomorrow? Because we don't know how Prescott and Brady are going to play. Right. But Daniel Jones, to but, your point, was phenomenal. Yes. It was his best game as a pro. And Dak has not been playing well. No, he hasn't. Going into it nope. tonight. Nope. Brady has thrown it a lot, mm-hmm. but we know mm-hmm. until the fourth quarter, really has not been very Daniel good. Jones is the answer to the question. And I think they're going to give the Eagles all they want. And the I'm number right seven. there with you. Seven? Seven. Whew. Boy, if it gets up a tick higher. Look, don't take your advice from me, folks. I'm over for the last two weeks. <laughs> I, 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 again? A blank. I, yeah, I, a perfecto again. Oh, no. I, I didn't hit a single game. Did you hit anything under the Bet Rivers contest? Not a single game. Oh, no. Yeah. Can't go back to the drawing board. Get that thing figured out. Well, yeah, I have. I got to go back to the change in the rules so futures can be a part of it because I got the Super Bowl surrounded. Oh, chargers or no chargers? <laughs> that one was a devastating. Trent, one. that's an awful. That's that. That's just awful that this team is snake bit like this. But you're right; they are. Mm-hmm. They absolutely are. 
How do you blow that lead? How do you blow that lead? Run the football for crying out loud. Ran it seven times in the second half. Ridiculous. You're up 27-0. At the half, what was it? 27-7. 27-7. Yep. And you run the football seven on the mm-hmm. road mm-hmm. seven times. I understand you got that shiny object over there in Justin yep. Herbert, and you want to take him for a yep. spin every single time. It's the organization. It is. There is something about those uniforms and the way that it's put together. Mm. That it just doesn't work. And for you knew when out. Dicker the kicker was trotting onto the field for his final attempt of the year. There's no shot he's making this. <laughs> yeah. It's just going the wrong way. So I hedged and I, and I made a live bet on, uh, on, on Jacksonville. What'd you get him at? I got him at 12 to 1, which wasn't enough, but yeah. it, it was all I could get at the time. <laughs> um, so I thought I better get something to get some of my money back because I could tell the way it was going because I was all so invested in this Chargers. One of these years they're going to win it. So is Gonzaga, by the way. Um, <laughs> you got a ticket again this year. Yeah, I do. But this just Chargers team, for you go back to the final week of the regular season, mm-hmm. absolutely meaningless. Mike Williams hurt, broken back. Awful. Um, Justin Herbert, this team, Chargers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Had five turnovers. No, I mean, advantage. Yes, plus five. Plus five in the turnover battle and lost the football game. And a 27-point lead. And a 27-point lead and lost the football game. To the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not to, this is not Houston. No, this isn't a like, team that's, At Arrowhead up 24-0. Right, right. A te- or, or a team that, you know, you could expect that this is the uh, championship mentality. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, kill them before you move on. You can't let them. Hang around. This is Jacksonville we're talking about here. And still, um, I feel terrible for the organization. Do you have to fire Staley? Because I don't know if they will. Only if you can get Sean Payton. That's the only way. Is there and anybody then you else beg Staley to stay on the defensive side of the ball? Well, you try. He won't. It's going to be a tough yeah, sell to do that. He wouldn't, I don't think. But and I agree. Does Sean Payton want him? Well, he should, and he probably doesn't. Yeah. I mean, well, Dennis Allen, his guy, he's coming back to the Saints for another year. Seems like a mistake. Mm-hmm. Or is there something already brewing there? I don't know. With Peyton maybe going back. Well, whoever the coach is, if you do make a move, that is a ready-made situation, oh. though. It's just about changing culture, yep. changing yep. and that DNA. Mm-hmm. I always think back when we're talking about these snake-bitten teams and, and the Red Sox during the turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah. And so many times, and it just, it was a truth until it wasn't, mm-hmm. but... That feeling inside the stadium, and we love October baseball, obviously, and it just always felt so different inside of Fenway. It was the fan base, and, and that has to feed, doesn't it? There's got to be some ounce of yes, where the, those yes. guys feel mm-hmm. that pressure, where that Well, you know who felt in. the pressure, too? You know the biggest goat? I think the guy that cost the Chargers as much as anybody cost the— Joey Bosa cost the team that oh, game. Yeah. Joey Bosa— that when he lined up offside, maybe it was only an inch or two, mm-hmm. right? But the, the flag came out, and to have to, they had Lawrence sacked back to the forty-yard line. What a difference that would have made! 
instead of and I think it was I think it was uh, would have brought up fourth down, wouldn't it? If it was either it was either going to be third or fourth down with I don't know thirty to go, and for them to take that call off the board and it's there, it's a penalty, and to give. Jacksonville a new life and they capitalized they scored a touchdown but they had a perfect blitz called Lawrence didn't see it coming he just kept backpedaling Joey Bosa the helmet slam twice yeah. um just it's just egregious lipping off at the official and getting an unsportsman like where you held probably but you know what <laughs> on every play you can find holding if you yes. look if you look close enough Joey Bosa, my good God, that was a disaster out of him this week. And and the whole franchise. You want to finish up the other games from yesterday? Because I thought Scott or Thompson was terrific. Well, and speaking of awful, it looked like it was 21-0. They mm-hmm. take the touchdown off the board. Mm-hmm. It's 17-0 instead. And it was the right call on the, uh, was. Who was the tight end caught the football. Yeah, the tight end caught the ball. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, yeah. Looked like he had a second touchdown. Mm-hmm. Instead, they take it off. And, and it was bang-bang. It was close. But it's 17-0. Right. Right. Well, get this game over uh-huh. with. Them. That didn't turn out to be the case. It ended up going, what, four hours long? for a regular season NFL game. That just, just kept pushing happen. the Vikings back. They, they kept trying and trying uh-huh. and finally said, well, well we got to start it up. Right. And, and they did. But it, uh, I, I couldn't have been more surprised. And I still, watching the game, I don't know how. Yeah, Thompson was better. It wasn't great. I the drop passes all over the there place. There was way too many. I mean, especially early in the game. Hill Waddle. Waddle yes. Hill. Both of these guys. Waddle was behind all of the coverage and just it dropped it. Yeah. Does this say more about Buffalo and kind of that that concern that we had about this team, I, that they're just still... You can't feel good about the way this team is playing. They're a different team since Von Miller can't get after the quarterback. We're talking about, what, two months now? Well, this since is, Thanksgiving weekend is when he went out, so it's almost been... And they weren't playing that great going into Thanksgiving either. It's I think it's been about two months where they're still good. Mm-hmm. But it's not the team that we saw in September. Not no, uh-uh. This no, is a not by different a long conversation. Shot. Not by a long shot. If you believe there's a gap... It is the slightest of gaps between them and everybody else, and oh, I don't I'm think there's sure. a gap there. I don't there. think there is. I think yeah. they're looking up at both Cincinnati and Kansas City right now. And we can get Cincinnati right now at plus four, even a four and a half or two out there huh. with the Bengals. I think I know we're already where I'm going to be playing this week. Uh, let's get one. Jeff, then we'll take a break. Scott Dockerman will join us from The Athletic. We'll get back into the uh, Hawkeye situation. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. A couple quick shout-outs. Uh, I don't know if you guys... Uh, caught this on Twitter, but that bozo that uh, that's a one point four million mm-hmm. Chargers at halftime to win yes. eleven thousand yeah. at DraftKings, right? DraftKings, what, yeah. What I don't care if you're a millionaire, uh, he's got to have friends around him that's saying that's a bozo bet. Jeff, I mean, here's a little piece one. of advice to everybody that's out there listening: never bet a lot to make a little. Never, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Lamar Jackson um, not traveling with the team. That's as a teammate. That is good. Yeah, I, I, I thought the I, same I thing. Yep. I don't know what's going on there, but you know, if they franchise tag him or not, and another piece, I don't know if you guys have touched on it. His mom, being his agent, is terrible. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. an agent. Get somebody around you that's going to have your back. If you're not in the meetings, you're not hearing it from your mom. Get an agent. Yeah. Okay. Number three, the Hawks last night. Again, it's amazing when. I don't know. Chris doesn't shoot that good from the three-point line. He gets in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. You guys have touched on them getting in foul trouble. But they're winning in different ways. They're buying in to the defense. And this is what I talked about a month ago. When everybody plays their role and stay in their lane and get minutes from people we weren't expecting to get minutes from or stepping up in a couple key possessions, this is a team that, again, I don't want to jump off the deep end. This is a team 
that can go far in March because they push the basketball in transition. They get easy buckets. They can score from a lot of a lot of places, and they had a great first round talent. They can go far in March. It's exciting to get on a roll, Trent. Get on board. Get on the bus, <laughs> and 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 be, and, and be an exciting fan because I, I really believe in this team. So you guys have a good day. Thank Bye-bye. you, Jeff. Um, I think there's a lot of folks out there hoping you're 100% right on this. Hey, real quick, uh, back on the Baltimore game. I, 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 I meant to uh, get to this at some point. Melissa Stark's interview with John Harbaugh. Did you see it? I didn't know. I thought, to his credit, I mean, her, her first or second question, uh, Hundley had just thrown a pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is early in the football game. Are you thinking about making What's it going to take for you to make a change at quarterback? Oh. And you could see, you could almost see the gears going in. You really just asked me that? Wow. Well, we think we'll just let the game play out a little bit. But she asked two questions, both of which were kind of... A couple of cringes? Yeah, I thought they were both cringe worthy than if they were... I'm not saying that the first one was... I just thought that was kind of a little inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, for a sideline reporter to be willing to go there, um, and I and I guess, you know, you want to get some, instead of just a cookie-cutter answer, which is what you normally get, um, you could just see almost see the, the smoke coming out of his ears when Melissa Stark asked that question. Anyway, 11.30. Scott Dockerman next. More on the Hawkeyes. We'll get into the other two games at some point we didn't touch on. Yes, Vikings and the Giants and Cincinnati and the Ravens from last night. we got Mr. Monday Night coming up today, uh, today about uh, 12.50 or thereabouts. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Dot com. Welcome back to Boeing Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's talk some Big Ten. Let's talk some Hawks with our friend Scott Dockerman. He covers uh, the Big Ten and Iowa specifically uh, for The Athletic. And he joins us. Uh, Doc Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Scott Dockerman? Good vacation? Oh, yeah, it was nice as always. So, yeah, but... uh... I was itching to get back, you know, a lot of stuff going on and while I was gone. Well, and you, when, when any part of your vacation, you actually sat in the stands at Carver. I got it, I thought that was pretty cool that uh, you're away from the press. You actually bought a ticket and sat in the stands. Yeah, my wife uh, has season tickets to the women's basketball team. She really enjoys going, and she uh, she asks me if I want to go, and a lot of times I'm like, well, it feels like work right up here. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but this time I was off and I had no excuses. So, uh, it was a heck of a crowd though. I mean, it was like 12,400 plus people there and, and I had to park out in the boondocks like everybody else. <laughs> you got to know how it feels a little bit to be on the other side, yeah. right, Doc? Well, you got to see uh, an incredible performance in that first quarter out of the women's team as they rolled over 100 overall for the game and what, 35 in the first quarter, something like that, as they were on fire earlier in that game. On the men's side, lots of basketball talk. Of course, you're covering mostly football over there. But this four-game winning streak, we had this team dead and buried. No chance of getting out of it. What have you seen out of this squad and how they've been able to pull themselves out? I think you're seeing more connectivity on offense and on defense. I, you know, before, they just didn't seem to be very connected. I hate using the word same word twice, but uh, where the, the flow of the offense wasn't going real well. They didn't really work together that well, and it kind of came down to, um, you know, after they lost, you know, the 
three, I guess, Big Ten games, but really had that three-game losing streak, including the really bad one against Eastern Illinois, that they had to figure something out or it was just going to really fall apart for them. And what I've seen is better ball movement, better execution on the offensive end, and, and probably on the defensive end, they seem to be more in tune as well. And and, uh, and, and it's showing. I mean, now they've won four in a row, and, and they look the part of being a very competitive team in the Big Ten. And that doesn't necessarily mean winning the Big Ten championship, but I think it, it means that they're not going to be an easy out any night uh, they're going to lose some games. Yep. They may even lose some this week, but I think right now they are uh, truly in the, the mix for an NCAA tournament bid and mm-hmm. you know, in another 21 season. Yep, it's certainly trending that way. Uh, trending that way is Josh Dix, and what I mean by that, uh, that uh, he's uh, going to be a contributor in his freshman campaign. When you go back, I mean, the, the, the injury that he suffered, uh, when he suffered it, and for him to be you know, able to participate uh, when they first started practicing again this fall and now to be you know up to 16 minutes and I'm not sure that those minutes are going to go down I think he deserves them he'll figure it out offensively it's defensively that he's that he's earning those minutes right now I'm really impressed by Josh Dix your thoughts yeah me too I mean yesterday he had five assists and no turnovers and and that's really what it comes down to with somebody trying to you know figure out their role and he is a, a quality offensive player i mean once he gets into the flow of things he'll be uh, really a knockdown shooter from the outside so can he come in play defense move the ball without turning it over do everything they ask him to do and yes he's absolutely doing that and i think uh you know he, he's missed all, he only took two shots and he missed them both but um he was part of the offense and why he was executing that way and i agree he needs to stay in the rotation at this point because uh, and, and, you know, to get almost 16 minutes, I think, is, is big time. You know, the, the player that I think there's maybe some concern about, and rightly so, might be more DeSante Bowen, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you, most people thought he would come in, maybe step into that point guard role right away. And, and he's kind of been, uh, you know, up and down, I think, throughout his freshman year. That doesn't mean he's going to be a, you know, a bad player or anything. It's just sometimes you get the freshman blues. But, but I think Josh Dix is proving himself as a quality player. And it's really a, a great comeback story. As you said, it was such a gruesome injury last year. Um, to even come back, I figured, okay, they're just going to wait a year on mm-hmm. this guy. But yeah. he was able to come back. And and play and now play a real contributing role. I think it says a lot for this team. Uh, no doubt about it. In this team, uh, looking like at least minimum, maybe an NCAA tournament team again, which uh, just uh, three weeks ago thought that was an impossibility, and yet here we are. Doc, over the football side of things, and as we mentioned, you were away on vacation last week. You were away from work, and we're waiting. We heard Chad hmm. Leistico and Tom Kakert say, "Yeah, maybe we're going to have a press conference last week." Didn't come to fruition. Waiting for Doc to get back. That's it, right. As simple as that, right, Doc? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I, I put my big mouth out there and said, hey, why don't you wait till I come back from vacation? <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know, it, it's that there's going to be one. Kirk's going to kind of revisit everything. I was expecting it not to happen last week because I think they're going to wait till, you know, classes started and mm. players were enrolled because uh, a lot of the tra- with the transfer situation that they could be committed. And we've seen that. We even saw that with uh, one of the players that they have. That as long as they uh, they are not enrolled in classes and taking classes, they can leave any time. Um, you know, in fact, both offensive line prospects Iowa really wanted. You know, Daywan Parker, who came here, uh, you know, he was committed to Virginia and, and ended up decommitting and coming to Iowa. And then the other one, Walter Rouse, uh, we saw 
what a story. To Nebraska and then went right to <laughs> Oklahoma yeah. within a day or two. So, so anything was happened. So I could understand Kirk not, you know, he's not really able to really talk about him until they end up on campus and, and sign, you know, um, so I, I, I can understand why it's, you know, but I would hope that maybe this week or even next that, that he kind of discusses the, the team, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they also wait till the second signing day as well. Uh, have you seen the uh, portal statistics doc as far as where we're at? Did Max Olson tweet that out uh, perhaps? Um, I mean, it's not empty, right? You can still, if you're, if there's still some needs on your roster, uh, there's potentially that player still, uh, still out there. Yeah, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me directly, but yeah, Max did put them all out. There are a significant number still in the portal, and that's just Power Five numbers. So across the board, it is there are still hundreds of players that have not picked their destination, which I think is concerning not only from a football perspective, but from an academic perspective, because so many of these schools, like Iowa starts classes tomorrow, and as do a lot of other schools, and it's and that to me is problematic. I, I think you'd want to be in place by now so you can move to your location and start enrolling in your classes. So I think that this is going to be a, a really uh, a troubling time for a lot of athletes who are probably pretty worried about where they're going to go here in the next week or two. It was overall this transfer portal window window to this point. We're still going to be shopping, still looking for more. How would you grade it? What kind of grade would you give Iowa here in the portal? I would give them at a minimum a B because um, this week I'm, I'm working with uh, Mitch Olson and I just, I'm, I'm sorry, Mitch Sherman. You talked about Max, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Sherman, and we're and I'm going over. I have every single Big Ten team and who's done what, and, and I was really in the upper third of the Big Ten and, and as far as who they've signed, the importance of those signings, and their contribution level right away i mean wisconsin is wowed everybody mm-hmm. by the numbers um but you know they've got three quarterbacks one's gonna play uh you know they've got four receivers two maybe three are gonna play so they've, they've kind of uh overdid it in certain spots but i think they're all gonna be you know impactful at their position group but i think with iowa um Cade McNamara, they needed a starting quarterback. They got one they needed a backup they got one of those too uh they needed a wide receiver they picked one up they got a tight end who's going to be one of the better ones in the country. And then finally, uh, they got a small school um, offensive tackle who probably will be plug and play. So I think overall that you've got to look at that positively. They're, they did miss on some prospects, which I think are issues for them. But I would put you know Iowa right maybe right below uh, Michigan and, and Wisconsin as far as quality um, and fill in your needs. So I, I think overall it was a pretty good move for the Hawkeyes in the portal. From the athletic doc, Kevin Warren is off to the Bears. So two-part question. Um, how how will you remember Kevin Warren's um, time as the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten? And then have you given any thought to potential replacements uh, for Warren? Yeah, I have a little bit on both. And I, I would say, number one, um, you know, he, he started off at such a net minus during the COVID era that it's really hard for him to dig out of that hole. And it, and so at this point, you kind of look at, you know, when you're looking at him, it's almost multi-layered. And, and one is he was able to get a, a very lucrative um, job, you know, or lucrative uh, TV contract, media rights contract 
but he had help in the room. I think he had the Fox reps in the room with him the whole, the whole step of the way. Uh, the USC UCLA additions are big, um, major league impactful, but also, you know, he had a little help there as well. I would say the COVID era was, it was a minus for him. So it was a really important time that he was here. Um, I, I think it remains to be seen how everything is shaped before you can kind of finalize his legacy, but I think it wasn't like he was just presiding and things just, you know, happened business as usual. But then uh, as far as who could replace him, you know, Jim Phillips was the guy I think everybody mm-hmm. expected would get the job, and that was really a surprise. I would expect him to be, you know, considered strongly. I think Jennifer Heppel, who was uh, has worked for the Big Ten a couple of times, she's at the Patriot League now. I think she would be one. And then kind of an internal candidate um, that, has been nothing but professional and done a remarkable job in his role is Kerry Ketty, who's about 40 years old. He's the senior vice president mm. for external relations and multimedia. And he was one of four people involved in every single conversation regarding the, uh, the media rights relationships and as well as some of the expansion talk. I would expect him to be considered strongly. And if he's not going to be a commissioner of the Big Ten this time around, he will be a commissioner for somebody somewhere. Soon. So those are the three that really jump out at me. But as we know, this is such an impactful time with so many different things with NIL and, and player rights and safety. I think this is something that uh, you cannot afford to whiff when this thing comes about. Spring football, I know it's not officially on the calendar, likely wrapping up either the 15th or the 22nd of April uh, with that game. That's at least what most teams in the Midwest are doing uh, that I've seen scheduled at this point. Doc, spring football, McNamara initially, well, not going to be ready. What are you hearing on that front? You know, how much is he going to be able to do? We're still a couple months away from actually having to do it, but what do you anticipate? What kind of work is he going to be able to do throughout the spring? I didn't check up too much, Trent, last week while I was off on him, but I, I would say that, uh, you know, the likelihood is he'll probably be able to throw, um, whether it's seven on seven or, mm-hmm. or just on the side. I'm sure that's going to be the case. Whether or not he's, you know, fully taken snaps with the team and, you know, team girls, I think that remains to be seen how much everything heals. And I, and I don't even know that they know that answer yet, uh, you know, because they usually start practice, uh, you know, right after spring break, and then they go five weeks, three practices a week over five. And, and so it's, it's going to be – I'm sure he's going to be working with them. It's just a matter of how much will, he, will they even risk having him hand the ball off when you got that kind of defense across from him. You know, that remains to be seen. But I'm sure he will be working pass routes and, and other concepts with the, the receivers. No question. Uh, anything uh, you got at the athletic doc you'd like to promote coming up this week? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One is tomorrow I'm writing about, uh, for tomorrow I'm writing about the the uh, the transfer portal additions that Iowa has and how they fit and what, what they might be able to do there and whether or not it was a success or a failure. And then later this week, as I mentioned with Mitch Sherman, mm-hmm. we're uh, we're going to have a roundtable discussion and where we go over every single team of the Big Ten and what how they performed in the portal. And I, I think there's some some pluses, some minuses, and then there's a lot of uh, status quo. So it's really a fascinating look uh, just at first blush. And as subscribers, both Trent and I look forward to mm-hmm. reading both of those pieces. Doc, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks for doing this, Doc. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Scott Dockerman, as uh, we check in on the Big Ten and on Iowa. And if you are a subscriber to The Athletic or want to get a subscription, not just if you're a Hawkeye fan, 
you're a Bears, a Vikings, you're a sports a, fan, whatever team that you follow, they have you fo- covered there yep. over at the Athletic on the professional side. And it's not you just get one team subscription or anything like no, that. Oh no, you, you read, read everything. all the articles. Yep. You're interested in the way that Carlos Correa signing went down. Well. Of course, I'm a little more interested mm-hmm. than most, but really, really good story. Dan Hayes and uh, one of the national guys put that together and just how it all came together. They do so much of that work, though. If you're a sports fan and you miss your newspaper, yeah. this is the place to get it. Indeed. Or if you're a fan of the team with the best record in the Western Conference of the National Hockey League. Colorado Avalanche? No, Minnesota no, no, Wild. no, 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 no. Calgary? No, 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 no. Anaheim's not Now, you're in the right country. <laughs> just a couple of provinces uh, east. So not Vancouver. I'm not going that no, way. No, you're going the wrong way. Oh, Toronto? And there is no team Did in I go Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. Now back up a little bit. A little bit west. Oh, yeah, Ottawa. <laughs> you're going the wrong way. Oh. It's those Winnipeg Jets that lead the Western Conference, and it's the middle of January, and I'm tickled pink. Uh, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 100 bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX. You know, I wanted to uh, finish up our NFL discussion, but I'm not sure two minutes is fair mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, talking Giants and the Vikings. Wow. Um, I mean, season on the line, fourth and eight. Mm-hmm. Let's throw it three yards to a tight end. Thought he had his matchup beat. I just can't do that. He didn't. That's... Look at Hawkinson had a phenomenal day. He yes, was he terrific did. yesterday. No doubt. But you have all these guys running down the field, mm-hmm. past the line to gain, and you throw a three-yard pass. Look, Kirk Cousins had good numbers yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was fine. But it's just that the, you just, there's seemingly, once a game, you can look at the, is this the guy that's going to lead this team? And you just, you don't know. I think the team's going to have a ton um of very difficult decisions this offseason. Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Kendricks, Harrison Smith, uh, guys that have seemingly been there a long time. Um, the salary cap situation is not great. A lot of decisions that need to be mm-hmm. made, and then you couple it with... Thielen's there another, Adam Thielen. Yeah. A division that, well, the Bears eventually got to be better, you mm-hmm. would think. The Lions are. The Lions are there. Uh-huh. And Green Bay... Seemingly is descending... But even with that, it's a competent organization, right? It has been, yeah. yeah I mean, but they've had a quarterback for the last three helped. decades. But they've also felt in the margins pretty well uh-huh. and been able that's, to build a team. Point. So Fair point. Organizationally, you have to look at them and say they're competent. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to have a run of five years where they're going four and third mm-hmm. turn. You just don't anticipate that with that organization. Ed Donatel's got to be gone. Oh, yes, he does. Did you see that picture of O'Connell looking over at him? And no, him, I didn't see it. Got to look at his defensive sheet. He just... You can huh. feel the disappointment or the huh. hatred coming off saying, can't you figure this thing out for mm-hmm. us? Come on. Ooh, that was rough. It was, um, look, they, it caught up with him yesterday, mm-hmm. right? They um, won a lot of close football games. They were in that one yesterday at the end, but fourth and three. Would you have gone for two? Do you think O'Connell would have gone for two had they tied it? I don't think so. You? Well, they weren't stopping Danny Jimes and company. Shaquan Barkley was out of his mind yesterday. Maybe more so catching the ball than running the ball. He was just good. Barkley. Hour two coming up.